0: Welcome to the Girl on Top, Shalin XO Podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. Well, last week, both here on Girl on Top and on my YouTube channel, we were doing grad week where we were talking about all the magic and wonderfulness that is graduating from college. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute hellscape. It's an existential cesspool. So we did some videos and like I said, a podcast on kind of how to sort out your feelings, your career, job interviews, I mean, we talked about it from an existential point of view and we talked about it from a nitty-gritty point of view. How do you act when you're interviewing for jobs and when you're applying? What's the vibe? What do you say? What do you not say? So I wanted to kind of continue with that theme this week and talk more about the concept of I just I don't have it all figured out. I talk to you guys all the time and the thing that I hear the most often from recent college grads or even girls just in their 20s, hey girl, even in your 30s, is I just don't have it all figured out and I'm stressed because I don't have it all figured out. I want to talk about that and also how that relates to two things that might seem either one in the same to you or they might seem like complete polar opposites. Manifestation and entitlement. You might be manifesting all wrong and vice versa. Okay. This kind of sounds like a weird jumble. I promise it's going to make sense. We're going to get into it. But before we do, as you know, I just got back from our shalligator getaway to Costa Rica. And while I was down there, I had the opportunity to connect with a charity called Kids Saving the Rainforest. They've been around for 30 years. They're a 501c registered charity. They've been vetted by Global Giving. And they have this huge 53-acre sanctuary for injured and orphaned baby rainforest animals. We're talking baby sloths. We're talking baby monkeys, raccoons, anteaters anything with an adorable, kissable snout, they rescue. They also do sea turtles, dolphins, parrots, toucans, everything in between. And they really, really need our help. I mean, this is such a grassroots thing. Every dollar counts. The volunteers are working truly out of the goodness of their own heart and taking time from their lives. I mean, they'll come down for six months, leave their life in America or Spain or wherever, and come down and volunteer. So they're trying to raise money for a wildlife ambulance, which is basically an SUV that they can turn into a little rescue mobile because look, if you can't get to an animal, you can't save it. And they're the only such charity and hospital in a four hour radius in Costa Rica. So, so many little lives depend on this. And if you could find it in your heart and your snout to give back, I would really appreciate it. If my advice has ever really resonated and helped you and you can look at something in your life and be like, I think that's cause of Shaolin's advice. Please consider paying it forward and donating to this wonderful organization. The link is in the show notes, show notes, excuse me, <laughs> the show snouts. <laughs> I would really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into this. Like I said, when I talk to you guys, what I hear so much is, I just don't have everything figured out and I just, I feel like I'm a failure. I feel so behind because like, I don't know what I wanna do with my life. I don't know even if I wanna get married right now or not. Do I wanna settle down? Do I wanna have children? Do I wanna have children ever? Do I wanna live in my hometown? Do I wanna live in a big city? It can feel so incredibly overwhelming. And when we feel overwhelmed, we go into the three Fs. Sometimes I call it the F3. Fight, flight, or freeze, right? We know that this is our human response in terms of like an intruder. You know, we either fight them back, we freeze and just drop dead to the floor and just stand there, right? Or we run. We do this in our own lives as well. In fact, I've never encountered an armed intruder, but I have encountered the three Fs in my own life many, many, many times. Turns out I don't even need an intruder to activate this response within me. And how this manifests when we are in this sort of I don't have it all figured out stage. Okay, we fight. We're like, well, God damn it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to stress You know, we can go to the extreme opposite and I'm going to stress about every aspect of my life until I figure it all out because I need to have it figured out. We can freeze and just be like, I can't deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to open my mail. I'm not going to check my email. I'm not going to respond to these interview requests. I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm going to kind of curl up in the ball on my couch and scroll Instagram until the cold hand of death comes for me. Right? Or flight. You know what? I'm just gonna get super drunk tonight. Like, I don't even fucking care. I'm just gonna really throw myself into this relationship so that I don't have to figure out my career. Because if I'm engaged or if I'm in a super toxic relationship where all we do is fight and cry, no one's really gonna ask me about my career. All of these decisions are happening on a very subconscious level. You know, we're not looking ourselves in the mirror and saying these things. Of course not. If we had that kind of self-awareness, we wouldn't be having these responses. We would have healthier and more metered responses. But we're in this state of like a storm state, I call it. We're just, we're in the middle of the storm and we don't know which end is up. So we're defaulting to one of these three things. So I want us to be more purposeful. And one thing we talk about a lot here is manifestation. Bringing things into our life using the law of attraction. Orienting our thoughts to create outcomes that are wonderful and ideal. But like everything else, ah, you can have too much of a good thing. And for every good thing that we do, there's a potential for it to go bad, right? How does manifestation possibly go bad? Well, in one way, we can manifest something bad, you know? We create what our mind is focused on, right? What we fear, we create. What our dominant thoughts are is what manifests in our life. You ever be wearing heels and it's like maybe icy out or there's stairs and you're like I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna roll my ankle, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna roll my ankle. And guess what? You usually do. You're like oh, whoa whoa whoa, and down you go. And you're like, see, I fucking knew, I fucking knew it. What I always negatively manifest is standing in the wrong line. Somewhere along the line in my life, I have told myself no matter what line you get in, TSA, grocery store, it doesn't matter, it's the wrong one. Something will happen. A lady's got 75,000 coupons. Um, a terrorist is getting arrested ahead of me at TSA pre check. Something where I'm like, God damn it. Of course, I got in the wrong line. But I create that. I get in a line. I'm like, this was wrong. I just, before anything even goes wrong, I'm telling myself this is the wrong choice. And of course, I manifest that. We can manifest those little small things pretty darn easily. You know, they happen pretty quickly because on some level, we just believe it so intrinsically. How could we not make it happen? We're moving heaven and earth with our mind to prove to ourselves, hey, I'm not crazy. See, see, I knew it. We would rather be right than happy. So that's one way manifestation can kind of backfire. But what I'm starting to see, and maybe it's a generational thing, I, you know, I ain't here to throw Gen Z under the bus, but we are living in truly a frontier in so many ways technology, social media, influencers, like. When I was of college graduation age, my job that I do now didn't even exist. It didn't. It wasn't even a, a whisper of a thing in anyone's mind, you know? So ugh, we're pioneers, right? I say this because the way manifestation can go wrong is entitlement. Where, as Amy Schumer said in a sketch, <laughs> I think she had Bill Nye in it because she was like a basic white chick, like on a treadmill talking about like the universe and manifestation and Bill Nye's like, the, the universe isn't some like giant Pinterest board for basic white chicks who are being self-destructive. <laughs> I just, I always go back to that, like a Pinterest board, it's like, I think I want that. I should keep fucking my boss. Cause I'm just like, it's like the universe like telling me to, right? Manifestation can very quickly slip slide into entitlement. And entitlement is I mean i should just like get to have it i don't know like i should just sit here and it like arrives and when we say that it sounds crazy i mean none of us want to be like oh no that's totally me but it is us sometimes not all the time hopefully not all the time but certainly like, I found myself doing this with dating. Like, I had a real dry winter. <laughs> real dry. Partly because I was traveling and whatever. But partly because I wasn't doing jack shit to meet anyone. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, like, going to manifest someone. I'm just, like, manifesting out. And one of my friends is like, okay, but are you, like, doing anything to meet anybody? You're going to bed at 9.30 every night. And I'm like, well, I don't drink. So, and they're like, why have you equated drinking with true love? Why have you decided that that's the only way you can meet someone is if you're wasted? Who told you that? I'm like, um, I told myself that, actually. Nobody, you're right. No one told me that. They're like, okay, well, maybe like start taking more country swing dance lessons. Like, start going out more, volunteer, go to church. It is literally the exact advice I give you guys that someone had to parrot back to me. Like a clown, like a punk that I'm like, oh, yeah. The advice I give to everyone, ooh, wait, you mean I have to take it? Oh, well, shit. Oh, I didn't see this in the bylaws. Okay. But it's true. I wasn't tindering. I wasn't going out. I wasn't saying, hey, I want to meet somebody. Can I just set me up? Like, if you got single people, like, set me up. None of that was happening. And yet I was like, well, manifestation does not work. I listen to a lot of Joel Osteen, right? And he's, if you don't know who he is, he's like this preacher at a mega church in Houston, Texas. People always feel some type of way about Joel Osteen because he's very, very successful. You know, he's an A-list preacher in this sort of Christian space. And people want to shit on him for it. Oh, he's so rich. Ooh, who cares if he's rich? Why did, him being rich doesn't take anything off anybody else's plate. It doesn't. He doesn't ask for money. Like that's not his, That's not his speech. I just get a lot of positivity and inspiration out of listening to his stuff. And like, Jesus is chill, of course, but I don't, you know, I like don't ride hard for Jesus. He's fine. So I will just kind of weed out the Jesus-y stuff that he talks about if it doesn't particularly resonate with me. But he talks a lot, a lot about manifestation. And manifestation is called different things to different people. You know, Positive thinking, positivity, right? Vibes, energy, faith. But you kind of have to read between the lines and just flip the vocabulary. So one thing he says a lot in his sermons is, you have to put your yes with God's yes. And again, God, the universe, destiny, fate, whatever. Like, just, we're going with the word God because it's the fewest amount of syllables, okay? He's like, you have to put your yes with God's yes. God wants good things for you. God wants you to find the perfect partner, wants you to get that promotion, wants you to be healthy. But are you putting your yes, aka your behaviors, your faithful speech, right? As we also know, the manifestation, the positivity, the positive tape loops, the affirmations. Are you doing your part? God isn't, you know, just going to give you these things if you're not demonstrating the faith. And he stretched it out to, like, the, your faith in God. If you're not demonstrating faith in him, why should he demonstrate a ton of faith in you? I mean, that makes sense to me. Okay, if we're getting a little too deep in the Christian weeds, that's fine. Let's, let's look at it a different way. Your body maybe has, like, a great core shape. The core shape of my body, literally, if I worked out all the time, is Jennifer Lopez's. We have very much the same shape, big butt, flat abs, fairly thin thighs, you know, diminutive chest. Like she's not a huge tits McGee, neither am I. So I could sit here being like, I'm just going to manifest J-Lo's body. But guess what's going to make that happen a little faster and probably more realistically? Oh, I don't know. Going to the goddamn gym, right? God has a yes, which is the shape of my body. Where's my yes? Where is my faith in the yes that God is already presenting right here in the form of like my general body shape? Am I honoring that with my own behaviors and actions? And when you look at it like that, it's like, oh, okay, this this isn't about like Christianity. This isn't even about manifestation. It's about putting in the motherfucking work, isn't it? So this comes back to entitlement. And how is this relating to, I don't have my life figured out? Well, what I see a lot of girls doing, and again, I'm going to I'm gonna call out Gen Z, is saying to themselves or to other people, yeah, I'm just trying to like blow up on TikTok. I think I want to be a sugar baby. You know, I really think like I could do super well at OnlyFans. Oh my God, I'm going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to be a gamer, a streamer, a blogger. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. What are you doing to make those things happen? Well, I'm like, You know, like doing the dances on TikTok and stuff. Okay, what I hear between the lines of those things. And keep in mind, I am someone who does this career. So I kind of know what it takes to make it happen. It is a hell of a lot of work. I wrote a book while I was a full-time editor in a magazine. I was writing for a TV show while I was filming my own reality TV show. I know what hard work looks like. And I have never worked this hard in my life. This is the most complex... Multifaceted, like hazy, confusing career I've ever had. And when I hear girls be like, Yeah, I want to be like an influencer, I'm like, Do you have any fucking idea what you're even talking about right now? It's like watching the Olympics and be like, Yeah, I think I'm just going to be like a gold medal gymnast. Those girls aren't professionals because it's easy. They're professionals because they make it look easy. Therein is the talent, right? You can teach a monkey to do a cartwheel but it takes a real special person to make it look like they're just like floating through the air, right? Oh, same with careers, like being a sugar baby. That is not easy to finesse men all the time. You think that shit's easy? I mean, I can't do it. I'm not like that skilled and that charming. My point is what I see between the lines when I hear things like this is laziness and entitlement. And what I think that is sprung from, now for some people it sprung from They're lazy entitled assholes, right? But I think for a lot of people who are defaulting to this, it's fear. It's absolute terror that they don't have their life figured out. So, okay, what is the most bang for my buck in terms of I figured my life out and everyone respects me and I respect myself? Oh my God, it's being an influencer. Like it's clout. Like everyone knows you're doing well. You have a blue check mark. All these people are following, blah, blah, blah. You really can't argue with that. You know, we're tribal animals. We want social inclusion. What's more socially inclusive than being literally famous? Like, you made it. That's, you can't argue with that. So of course people are inclined to think, oh, if I have this degree of clout, no one can ever say you don't have your life figured out. Well, (laughs) really? People want to be me. So how is it that I can be a mess if everybody's chasing this dream that I've achieved? Nice try. But again, this is coming from terror. This is coming from this pressure you have on yourself to have it all figured out. I was talking to a shalligator the other day and she messaged me. She's like, it's my friend's birthday. Please give her like a wonderful pep talk. She's turning 20. She's a computer science major and she's melting down because she doesn't have her whole life figured out yet. And I'm like, I've got news for you. No one expects a 20-year-old to have their life figured out. Maybe like a nine-year-old does, you know? Like they, oh, 20s, you're a thousand years old. No one who is like, 20 adjacent you know either like 19 or 22 or certainly like us grown-ups no one thinks you guys have to have your life figured out you kidding me only you think that and so therefore you're the only one putting that roadblock on your path so guess what you're the one who gets to remove it (gasps) that's pretty cool right but for some people They are so freaked out. And listen, I was one of those people. I was one of those people who's like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm living in my hometown. I'm a waitress. I want to be famous. I want to be a reality TV star because at the time, like that was the wave. Like I want to be a socialite and reality TV star because if I do that, no one will say, she doesn't know what she's doing with her life. I'll be famous. And you know what? I did it. I weirdly actually did do it. And do you know what it solved for me? Fucking nothing. It did not quell that fever inside of me. I was still fight, flight, or freeze. And so I thought, okay, okay, okay. Um, I know I'll get married. Oh, perfect. This will also help me to think that my life is figured out. Cut to a divorce. What am I saying here? Because it kind of makes it sound like even if you go after these things, It's not going to help, so maybe you should just curl into that ball and die because actually you're never going to figure it out. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm actually saying the opposite. That if you can simply tell yourself, Hey, I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't need to compare myself with what other people are doing. Because you know what? They ain't got it figured out either. Even if they've got a blue check mark, even if they've got a TV show or a ring on their hand, they are just as in the weeds as I am. You know why? that is human existence. That's human existence, baby girl. You can have kids and a house in the suburb and a husband, and you can be flexing on Instagram like a Mormon mommy blogger. I've just got it all figured out. Brayden, Jaden, Crayden, come over here, you guys. You don't have it all figured out. You have moments of like panic and what am I doing? Am I fulfilled? Who am I as a woman? There is no perfect scenario. And again, you might this might be making you feel worse right now. Like, Okay, so no matter what I do, I'm going to feel like this forever? Kinda. But look, 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 look. Look, I don't want you to feel worse hearing this. I want you to feel better. Because I want you to understand that this is just kind of the default setting of humanity. That no matter what we achieve, you will always have this element of, Huh, should I? mm, Am I on the right path? Is this? And look, that voice might be super loud. Like you are not on the right path, girl. It might just be a whisper that floats through like a cloud in the sky every so often. Do I really want to be in law school? Do I do I wanna be doing this? And hopefully the answer will be like, yeah, no, I I wanna do this. I mean, the road is hard. I don't know if I want to do law for the rest of my life until I die. Huh. Maybe the answer is the opposite. Maybe it's like, no, I I don't want to be getting married. No, I don't want to move to France for this job. I don't want to do that. I wanna stay in my hometown. I'm saying this to you because the obstacle is the way. For us to think and move into life and move into post-grad life thinking, I have to annihilate this feeling inside of me. Success means I never question myself. That's unrealistic and it's going to make you crazy. And it's going to pull you out of the present and into either the past, into this cesspool tar pit of nostalgia Oh, if only I'd done this, if only I'd stayed with him, if only I was still in college. Oh. Or you're going to be forever cast into the future. Well, when I get that promotion, I'll be happy. When I get that nose job, when I get that guy, Ba blah, blah, blah. And the past is a liar and the future is a liar. The present is what's trying to tell you the truth. And the present will always be full of those questions. The goal is not the annihilation of those questions. It's not the annihilation of, I don't have it all figured out. The goal is comfort with that. The goal is not to defeat it as an enemy, it is to greet it like a friend and walk hand in hand with it. I go through those existential crises all the time. I mean, the time we just had our shalligator trip like i said to costa rica and one chickadee alex hi alex i love you i miss you was like shallon like you're my confidence idol she's like i feel you know self-conscious or not sure about what i'm doing or in a million different categories all the time and i always think to myself like shallon would never feel like this and i laughed because i'm like girl i feel like that all the time (laughs) like i feel like that 24 hours a day from like do i want my eyebrows this shape do i want to live in this city do i want to be dating this person For me to try to shut those feelings out, that's not a strength. That's a weakness. We all know people who cannot take feedback. We talked about feedback recently in an episode, right? And people who can't take feedback are rigid. And rigid people are the most dangerous people in society. They're the most dangerous people in our lives. They're the most unbearable fucking people to be around. Whether it's, I only eat chicky tendies. To, no, I don't like to give blowjobs or eat a girl out. You know, to, no... I was told I have to be a lawyer and I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, oh, all right, Caitlin. They're just exhausting. And they themselves are exhausted by constantly fighting this invading horde of questions. This invading horde of, oh, I don't feel good about this. Do I feel good about this? Hmm. They cannot. Take that. And so they act like they're so strong. They never question anything. They never question their relationship or where they live or what they do. They're too strong for that. They never feel insecure. Okay. And it's like, that's not strength. Real strength is, oh yeah, no, I have these crises of confidence all the time. I don't have it all figured out, but I've made peace with that. That's not an enemy. I greet that feeling as a companion. Here you are again. You're back a little sooner than I thought you'd be, but here you are again. And you know what? I'm used to your face. I'm used to dealing with you. And therefore, I'm not afraid of you. You're not an armed intruder. There is no fight, flight, or freeze. You're a friend. I don't need to fight. I don't need to flee. And I'm sure not freezing. Right? You see the difference there? When we can greet that insecurity, that giant question markiness, as not something to be afraid of, not something that's catastrophic, that's gonna knock us down and we can never give up, if we can get curious and not furious about those feelings, ironically, we gain mastery over them, right? If we can stop and say, you know, (sighs) I ain't got it all figured out. That's all right, I'm on a path. It's a journey, it's my life's work. You guys know I am very confident about my career. You know, I feel very good about what I do. I feel like this is what I'm put on this earth to do is to talk to you guys and help you guys and for all of us to connect. And I just feel like such a little lucky duck. Do I feel like that about dating? No, I'm single. I'm not in love with anybody. I don't have a boyfriend or a husband that I come home to every day. And that's really tough. It's not tough for me because I want it so bad and I don't have it. I mean, we all want to be in love, right? We all want to be in love. I'm totally fine single, but who doesn't want that? It's tough for me because it kicks up this feeling of, I should have that figured out. I mean, look what I do for a living. Like, I can say coaches don't play as much as I want to. I do feel like a bit of a joke that I'm like the relationship expert who doesn't have a boyfriend. Really? You guys might not feel like that about me. I mean, I hope to God you don't. (laughs) I know my haters do. Like, that's what they always tell me. You're not even married. And that sinks in. But instead of beating myself up and being like, yeah, you are literally such a joke, Shallon. You're a clown. You're an imposter. You're fronting like you have all this figured out and you're so confident. You're an imposter. I don't. I lean into it. I say, no, I'm not. I'm not an imposter. I'm just walking the path with everyone else. And maybe instead of that being a weakness, everyone's like she's a clown she doesn't even have a husband i'm like no i'm relating to you guys i know what it's like here in the trenches i'm here with you i'm not in my high tower and i just know everything Oh, oh you're not married i can't relate hell no i'm the general in the trenches man i get it so maybe it's not a weakness maybe it's a strength maybe people see in me that like hey man i'm going through this too and they feel less alone and they connect with me more and that really creates this incredible fabric that we have here in the Chalantourage, Entourage, right? Notice that nothing about my circumstances changed. Only thing that changed is how I speak about it. What those words of affirmation are. Are they affirmations now? And they are. I turned what some people are telling me is a negative, you're single, yeah, into no, that might be actually the secret sauce of this whole job. So what is your negative that is actually perhaps a secret sauce? What is a setback that in fact could be a setup? How is you not having your life completely together? Actually, something that might be kind of great. Are you relating more to the people around you? Does it make you bolder and more adventurous? Even if it's something logistical, like, hey, I have a dumb job, I work at Cinnabon at the airport, but you know what? I have a lot of freedom. I can go on those girls' weekend trips and go hiking in Sedona. I can drop things and go see my grandmother, you know? I can pick my little sister up from ballet practice. Okay, my job might not be changing right this very minute, but the way I can look at it can change. While I am doing that active work to put my yes with God's yes. I don't want to work at Cinnabon forever. So while I am looking at the upsides, I have freedom, I have flexibility, I smell like cinnamon all the time, everybody loves that, I'm also applying for other jobs, taking the MCAT. I'm doing these other things to put my yes with God's yes. I am not only manifesting in terms of positivity and how I'm looking at a scenario. I am manifesting by actively trying as much as I can to maximize my opportunities and my outcomes. Because look, when I look back on the times in my life, like my early 20s-ish, when I was like, I don't have anything figured out. I, my, I don't have my life figured out. What am I doing? I don't know that I can really say with clarity that I was trying to figure it out. I don't know that I was. Or I would pick one lane and be like, okay, I'm figuring out my career. I mean, you guys know I'm like so incredibly career focused. Like that's my thing. That's always taken a priority in my life. I'm a nerd. Like I was bred to be a nerd and nerds work. Nerds don't marry. Nerds don't birth nerds achieve. And that was the vibe. Where I came from, my schooling, my family, that was the vibe. You know, every time I would break up with someone, I would like cry to my grandmother. And she would always say the same thing. "Ugh, oh, good. You don't need the distraction. And she was an old school, beautiful Southern belle. Like, and she was like, nah, you're here to achieve. Okay. So I picked that lane. I was like, I'm going to figure that out. But then I would look at the other aspects of my life. I was maybe out of shape or I was drinking too much or I was ensnared with a out of fuck boys, all the fuckboys New York City had to offer. And I'm like, I just like, oh, I don't have it all figured out. But I wasn't trying. I was picking one area of my life to diagnose, okay, how can I get a promotion? What can I do to engender myself to the boss? How can I get this book deal? How can I write for Gossip Girl? How can I get a TV show? And the other categories, I was just like, whatever. Look. I'm not, like, trying to beat myself up, nor am I trying to beat you up if you are focused on one category. We, we've talked about this when we talk about how to have it all. You can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time, right? And that is totally a truth of life, and that is totally normal. Oprah says it. Elon Musk says it. Everyone says it. You can be a CEO, maybe not while you have a newborn, you know? Like, you kind of have to pick your lanes and pick what's important to you at the time, and I did, and it was career. And I wish I had done one of two things, okay? Either I wish I would have said, look, my 20s are for my career. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a boyfriend. I ain't trying to get married because I wasn't. I was a dog chasing a car. Oh, I want a boy to like me and fall in love with me. What the fuck would I have done if I had a guy down on one knee in front of me at 25? It would have been catastrophic. It really would have been. It would have been such a complete disaster for my career, nay, the rest of my life. But I didn't even stop to think, this isn't good. And it's not even what you want, this thing you're stressing over. I wish I had had the strength of character to say, it's fine. Boys are going to be fun. If I meet someone, great. And it fits into my life, fantastic. But yo, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to gather data about boys and what I want and who works and who doesn't. But my focus is my career. You know who does that? Men. Men. Men are never taught, you need to have it all. No, men are taught from the, from the jump, your 20s are for your career, your 30s are for family, your 40s are back again to the career. Like, they get this segmented plan very early on. Like, it's not opaque and it's not subconscious. It is like told explicitly to them. You climb the ladder, then around 28, 29, you maybe meet a chick, you start dating then, you date for three or four years, Then you get married, then you move to Connecticut, then you have the kids, then you have a mistress, then whatever. You know, they have, like, a plan. Women, we're not taught that. You have to have it all and you have to have it all figured out. Part of the reason that's foisted upon us is because we are so multifaceted that we are capable of being so many things. And so there's an expectation there, you know? It's the economy of achievement. (sighs) So I wish I had thought more like a dude, you know, and taken that pressure off myself and stopped painting myself as a failure because I wasn't married at 26, even though I did not want to be, as evidenced by my behavior. I mean, I was snorting Adderall at the Jersey Shore and getting Fall Out Boy songs written about me. And I'm like, why don't I have a serious boyfriend? Like, am I fucking kidding? Like, what am I talking about, right? (laughs) Like... And looking back, it's so clear. It's like, I didn't want that. None of my behavior was adding up to that. Like, why couldn't I have just acknowledged that? Because it it felt like if I told myself, hey, just put it on the back burner. I was worried it would never come off the back burner. I was worried that I was going to be some career criminal, like, not career criminal, I guess, (laughs) but like just a career person that would never find love. And I, you know, it was time, time, time. You ran out of time, 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 time. Again, men don't get that message and they get to run the world, right? So when I said, I wish I'd gone in two different directions, one of two directions, either girl, shut the fuck up, take the pressure off, focus on one thing. And look, your one thing you focus on might be marriage. Might be like, no, I want to be a mom by 25. So yeah, I'm going to like, go to school, whatever, but that's gonna be my focus, okay? Fine, whatever, whatever your lane is. The other lane I wish I would've had the strength to take, if not take the pressure off, let it go, focus on your career, is then just do it. Like get in or get out. I wish if I didn't have the strength to say, a serious long-term relationship is not happening now in your 20s, so let it go. I would've had the guts to say, Fine. You want this so goddamn bad? Prove it. Prove it! Put down the Adderall. Stop crushing it up in this bathroom stall. You know, blue snot. Quit boning dudes in bands and having these tempestuous romances. Get yourself into some therapy. Get yourself into, like, I don't know, not Alcoholics Anonymous, but, like, don't you wish there was, like, a petite AA? Just for people who want to drink less, but you're not like, I'm giving it to God and here's my sober chip. Like, ugh, it's just all a bit much. I wish I had looked into why don't I have this area of my life figured out. And I'm like trying to manifest love, but I was not putting my yes with God's yes. My behavior in no way, shape, or form would have led to something stable and loving and wonderful, which I claimed I wanted. Clearly, I didn't. You know, looking back, it was crystal clear. And even now, looking at my life, I don't know that I want that. I don't know that I'm ever going to want that. Monogamy is boring to me, but I digress. I wish I had just been like, then put up or shut up, Lester. If you really think that you want a great romance and a wonderful, stable, loving situation, be lovable and stable, right? Give it a shot. See how it goes. Choose the boring guy, not the wild bad boy that sets you free. No, go for the nice dude. But I didn't do either. Instead, I was in between, in this endless spiral of anxiety, constantly comparing myself no matter what I was doing. It felt like the wrong thing because I just wasn't committed. I wasn't committed. I I didn't get in and I didn't get out. I was just like, I don't know. I was forever lurking in a doorway. So what I want you to do is get in or get out. Pick a lane that you do want to figure out. Career, body, where you want to live, friendships, family dynamics it can start small, it can start real, it can be like the lane I'm tackling the next two months is organizing my house. I want my space to be such a sanctuary, to be so organized, like I want to feel like this is an incredible space for me. Great girl. Or pick that lane and then the other lanes where you're like, but I don't know, either say yo I'm gonna back burner them for a while until I get this lane where I want it, the career, the body, the whatever, and then I'm going to I'm going to switch lanes. I'm going to get another lane going, okay? But until then I'm going to put it on the back burner. Or if there's one that you keep obsessing about, just fucking do something about it already. Manifesting, a manifest. Shut the fuck up. This isn't your Pinterest board. Make a list, executable, actionable steps, put your yes with God's yes. Or put it on the back burner but it's got to go in one direction or the other. And if you can just decide that is gonna take so much mental pressure off of you, it really will. Cause you're just gonna be like, okay, now we can make a plan. You can't make a plan if you don't know where you're going. You can't look at a map if you don't know what your destination is, right? You're just driving in circles. So pick a destination, be confident, speak words of faith and affirmation about that destination and put your foot on the gas. If you like this podcast, I would really appreciate a review and a follow and sharing it with your other besties. Also, like I said, a small donation, um, or a big donation, I'm not going to turn it down, to our rainforest charity. Uh, The link down there in the show notes would mean so much to me. $10 can feed a baby animal for a week. And if you happen to work for a company that does in-kind donations, like AKA they donate stuff in addition to money, please let me know. You can email me at collab at I would love to work with you, get some love to your company, and get some love to these tiny baby snouts. We'll see you later, Shalligators. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shallon Tourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.